Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking. You got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. And yes, we are in the Christmas season. Christmas is just uh, a couple of weeks away, a little less now. So we want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. And this week's show, we have a fabulous guest, uh, Gabby Boyd. And I'll tell you about a little bit more about her, but she has got some great insight on growing minority participation in the republican party and the conservative movement so we're going to have her on in just a couple minutes meantime let me just say uh we're waiting on a texas uh lawsuit at the supreme court by the time you listen to the show it's probably been known if they're going to take it or not uh there's a lot we could talk about but i'm not sure what will be happening this week as uh, we're recording the show so I'm just going to say I think Donald Trump has got to keep pushing at it. The fraud has been proven. It's out there. And not only that, it's growing in amounts and numbers of what went wrong. And the media is trying to shut it down. And I saw where uh, YouTube, you probably saw it too, where YouTube won't let anything proceed on their channel that has any kind of question about the, uh, about the election of uh, the presidential election on november 3rd so therefore you know when they're wanting to stomp it out when they don't want free speech on their platform when they don't want to give any any chance of something growing you know is like seven the flax all around you you know you're near the target well i think we're near the target they know donald trump has a chance to be re-inaugurated on January 20th and therefore they are trying to suppress every kind of iota and if there's a huge Trump rally they're not going to cover it because they want the American people to be fooled Abraham Lincoln said you can fool some of the people some of the time you just can't fool all the people all the time and we'll see if that re- that result is uh, remains true here in the age of social media but I do want to say thank you for listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. What about a wise man? We got any wise men left? Wise women? Take a listen to this. We three kings of Three wise men or three wise women, can we find them anywhere in America today? 
do we have wisdom in Washington, D.C.? <laughs> do we have wisdom amongst the socialists and the communists of this country? Do we have wisdom amongst the Democratic Party? I, I don't know. Do we have wisdom amongst the Republican Party? How about the Republican governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp? Is there any wisdom in that man or the Secretary of State there in Georgia? We are in the need of wise counsel. And I don't know if the Supreme Court's going to supply it. So let me just say, pray for America, pray for wisdom, and pray for those who need to step up. Step up with courage in what's going on in our country now so we can find the truth and we can find righteousness and we can let justice flow like waters like the great stream that uh, the prophet Amos talked about let justice flow let's have justice in America truth and freedom and that's what we need that's what we need to search for don't be saying hey just sweep it on the rug there's a bunch of fraud and election we think but we're not going to look at it <laughs> that's not what we need to do but that does carry me to what is the future of the Republican Party? Does Donald Trump have a picture or a place in that if he's not re-inaugurated on January 20th? What are we looking at? So let's talk with Gabby Boyd. Gabby's a young uh, journalist, has been in the journalism field, and very, a very strong journalist, but she's looking at a uh, future and maybe a different career now, career paths. She's looking at different things, but... Gabby is a black Republican. She she likes conservatism. And we're going to talk to her today about that and what it means for the Republican Party and what it means for the future of America. Uh, Gabby, welcome to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Doc. I appreciate it. Well, Gabby, uh, uh, one thing about you, I know uh, you live in a, a small town, uh, where people know each other and so what kind of reaction do you get by being a, a black Republican woman? Well actually here in Tishomingo County it's like everybody knows I'm a Republican you know I, I support the Republican Party I'm actually a, I'm on the executive committee so no one really looks at me strange here because they already know the deal. Okay. <laughs> but when I go elsewhere and I go places like Memphis and Dakota County where I'm, or if I'm around my kinfolk they're like or have you lost your mind? Are you a Republican? Really? How are you a Republican? And I just tell them, you know, I'm a Republican. This is why. And this is how long I've been a Republican. And, you know, my father's a Republican. <laughs> so uh, how, how long have you been a Republican? Ooh, well, all I know is basically I remember when I was a child, my parents, they would usually, you know, back in Tish County, if you ran for office, you had to run as a Democrat. But now the county has switched to Republican. So we were registered as Democrats. However, we would vote like straight Republicans sometime. I remember like my daddy's friend Trent Kelly would run for office. Uh-huh. We would vote for him. So um, I guess you could say I've kind of been conservative all my life, really. And for a lot of people who may not know, uh, Gabby's in Mississippi. I'm in Mississippi. For our listeners across the country, it's uh, Mississippi is one of those states where you, Gabby's right. Every county was run by Democrats from eighteen from eighteen seventy six forward. Even and even now, in some counties in Mississippi, a lot of the population there 
may vote in the Democratic primaries for the county uh, mm-hmm. county officials, but they they vote Republican on the national level uh, exactly. or state level. So uh, a lot of that's changing. I think with Donald Trump, so many uh, of long t- traditions of always uh, having Democrats uh, run in the uh, county elections that is switched in so many places and i know mississippi is not the only place but now uh, of course mississippi has all its statewide offices are filled by republicans republicans that's that you're right and you know it's amazing because like i said my whole county literally switched you know this past election to republican and i was just amazed i was like wow we're coming along yeah well that and and uh, tishomingo county wasn't the only one but that, and I know that's the influence I believe Donald Trump has had on the Republican Party. I remember just this week, and, and we are in this transition time, or is it a transition time for president? Because we know the election has uh, been, it's in dispute. And, and as far as I'm concerned, I know uh, that's Donald Trump won all the legal votes. He really won in a landslide. Mm-hmm. But, but that brings up the question, Gabby, is, well, has has Donald Trump been good to the Republican Party? What are your thoughts I think on that? He has been fantastic for the Republican Party, and he has made more people, you know, basically come out the woodwork and say, "Hey, I'm Republican. This is why." I feel like he's different from any other person we've had in the you know presidential office. He speaks his mind. He's a businessman, and he's. I tell people Donald Trump isn't really a politician. He just came in there and took over, and that's what people like about him. Well, there's three things about Donald Trump and the Republican Party, and and I've witnessed this. And in 2016, a lot of people said, "Okay, who is this Donald Trump? How is he going to govern? Will will he pick, you know, conservative Supreme Court justices? All these things people wondered, and then he he stick he stuck to being a conservative. And one mm-hmm. of the things that I believe he uh, did was for years growing up all my life people go well the democrat party it's for the working man for the working woman but you know what i believe now donald trump has switched that if you're if you're a blue collar worker you know donald trump's your president he he's the man that's looking out for you for the men and women and a lot of people you know especially in the black community i feel like he has also helped our unemployment rate a lot so, I mean, it basically, you know, he, he pretty much fixed that problem. You know, we had a pandemic hit, but that didn't matter if you were black or white. You know, some people lost their jobs, but he's done a lot. Yeah, before, everything yeah. he said he was going to do, he has done. And before so COVID I, hit, you know, you're, you're right. He, the, the, the African-American unemployment rate was the lowest it's ever been in history. In exactly. History. Same for Hispanics, same for uh, uh, even women, I believe, in the workforce. It, but that... That believes me. I said there's three points about Donald Trump and the Republican Party, and one of them, I believe, he's made it the Republican Party, the party of the worker, the blue collar worker, men and women across our country. Now, the second thing is, and you alluded to it some, but is Donald Trump got the most votes in the minority community than any Republican candidate for president in 60 years since Dwight D. Eisenhower. So, uh, You're right about that. So my question to you, Gabby, does Donald Trump, he, he got more votes than any 
Republican candidate in the minority community, and especially the black community. I think black men at 19% voted for him. So will the Republican Party be able to build on that if Donald Trump is, does not go back in the White House? I hope he does. But if he doesn't, will the Republican Party build on that? Or is that just because of Donald Trump and we'll see that fade away when he's uh, not, if he is not the president? Well, I believe President Trump paved the way for this, but I absolutely I agree. I think we're on to something. Now, you know, I'm a journalist by trade. Okay. So I did a little bit of digging, and what I found out is between 2004 and 2016 that, you know, black men and women gave about 88% and 95% of their votes to the Democratic candidate for president. But during this election, I know you said 19%. It was actually 18% of the vote among black men. Okay. And to me, that's a plus because for Republicans, you know, that's just, that's wonderful. Uh, Blacks have been very loyal to the Democratic Party for years. And so that shows there is some improvement, and it proves that President Trump and his campaign were doing something right. Uh, What I've also learned was, after doing some thorough research, about six Black, uh, one out of every six uh, black men during this election, they all they supported Trump. So when six black men voted, one of them was for President Trump. Well, and and we have not seen that. Uh, you know, usually it's almost ninety five percent, maybe nine point five votes go for uh, the Democrat in a presidential election from yeah. from black men. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now. That was 18% of black men voted for Trump. What about black women? And you're a black woman, so what uh, What? What do you see that you think Republicans can build and, and build up? Or why is it harder to reach out to the black women than it is the black men? Well, that's a good question right there, and that's one really I haven't basically figured out. I think it also depends on demographics. You know where you're where you're living. Uh, black women like me, growing up in a rural area, um, I know several. I have several friends who were Trump supporters and Republicans, but they all kind of grew up like I did. Now I have buddies from the inner city, and you know they have a whole different outlook on you know the Republican Party. But right. I think well, a little bit of education and you know spreading the word and show what all Trump has actually done for minorities. I think that can wheel in more African-American women voters for the Republicans. Well, tell me, you, like I said, you, of course you've been Republican most of your life or since you remember because of your mom and dad in, in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. So, But what is it as far as the, uh, the being brought up black in Mississippi and most black men and women uh, from young age all the way up into the in, into the seventies and eighties years of age, have been mm-hmm. for some reason it, it seems as if they've been taught or educated that Republicans are racist and they don't look out for you and they don't care about you. Is right. is that something that has been taught in the black community? You know, actually, if you go back to the nineteen the nineteen sixties. You know, the Democrats basically, you know, during the Kennedy campaign, they introduced socialism to the African-American community. Okay. And, you know, they were they were also, you know, preaching civil rights movement and things. So that led a lot of black people to jump on the Democratic bandwagon. Before that, we were all Republicans. I mean, 
the Republican Party is the African-American original party. Regardless of what anyone says, that's our original party, Abraham Lincoln. Right. But like I said, back in the 60s, everything changed. So I guess, you know, yeah, back then that was good what they did for us. But at the same time, now it's become a cycle. It's kind of hard to, you know, when your grandfather does something, your grandmother does something, then that child grows up and they continue to do it and so on and so on. So now, you know, what they don't realize is the Democratic Party is nothing like what it used to be in the 60s. It's a lot more liberal now. <laughs> and so the funny thing is I tell, tell my buddies, like, hey, you're actually a Republican. You're conservative. You're pro-life. You believe in the Second Amendment. You create your own wealth. You own your own businesses. Hey, you're a Republican. Why are you still saying you're a Democrat when you are a Republican? So I just think it's been instilled in our minds from a young age, like, hey, if you're a minority, you need to be a Democrat. But the truth is you don't have to. Well, and that takes a lot of uh, courage to step out because I know you get a lot of, uh, and because uh, we've had several African-American conservatives on our radio show over the years, and, and, and they'll tell you that there's a lot of uh, backlash in the black community toward them mm-hmm. when, when they don't toe the line of being, you know, the voting for a Democrat. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can get disowned by your family. I have a friend right now who voted for Trump. Never voted Republican in her life, but she voted for Trump this time. Gabby, let me stop you right there. I want to hear about your friend. And, and she voted Republican and voted for Trump for the first time. So I want to hear what you got to say about her. But let me remind everybody here, you listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. We are speaking with Gabby Boyd, and she is telling us about the future of the Republican Party, especially with its uh, ability to bring in more uh, minorities into the Republican Party. But you're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net, and we're glad you're listening to us, and we appreciate you. And we do want to remind you of the Christmas season amongst us uh, has come upon us, and we've talked, we've played a little tune about the wise men, and we three kings of Orient are the, well, if you need a gift, you can go to Doc Holiday dot org and there we've got a book that I wrote with dr alveda king and dr addix mcfarland and it's called bedrock truth you can get that book by uh, ordering it right there on the website www.docholiday.org holiday's got two l's in it so go there and uh, there's some more books there you may want to order something another book for uh, your uh, your favorite nephew favorite niece or favorite uncle uh especially your liberals <laughs> liberal uh side of the family so get them a book called bedrock truths you can go right there www.docholiday.org now gabby we want to hear about your friend more but your friend that voted for trump for the first time and she has not told her family members or her friends because she's afraid they will they won't look at her the same i mean her some of her family, they, they, they're like big Biden supporters. And that's one thing. You, you may not get invited to Christmas dinner or Thanksgiving dinner uh-huh. if, you, if people find out you're a Republican or you're a Trump supporter. I mean, what I like to tell people is sometimes, you know, with white Americans, they can easily put up a sign and show who they're going to support, you know, as president. But if you're black and you live in like an urban community, you got to watch yourself because you, you may offend someone. Well, that and it's, it sort of stifles the freedom of speech, doesn't it? Yes, but at the same time, you have to be careful. I mean, people, like, I can have conversations with people I meet, 
and the moment they find out I'm a Republican, their whole, you know, their whole perspective about me changes. Like, some people don't even want to be my friend when they find out my political views or that I'm conservative. Well, that, that I, I hate to hear that, but I know it's true because I've heard it from other people, too. And I was talking about there's three things that Donald Trump did for the uh, Republican Party. And, and one of them was, uh, again, being uh, the, making the Republican Party the party of the worker, the blue-collar worker, and uh, the hard-working American. Also, mm-hmm. it, you know, he's made the party open for the uh, African-Americans to come into the uh, party where the black Republicans, where we talk about the original uh, blacks in the U.S. Congress, of course, they were Republicans. I know Mississippi had Hiram Revel, so in the first... Uh, uh, Senate, I think he's the first black uh, person in the Senate or the House, and he was from Mississippi. And then, and that, of course, that's back right after Civil War. But now, uh, th- so there's two things that he's helped. Now, on the third thing, what we're looking at is, I think Donald Trump of the Republican Party, he's he's done something that the left always claim to have title to what trump has done is he's tried to get us out of these wars that we've been going on for 20 years and more he's trying to bring troops home and Mm -hmm. used to you'd always look at that as the liberal wing the Mm -hmm. the progressive leftist wing of the democratic party and trump has really taken that mantle and given it to the republican party let's don't go uh engage in these uh, wars as a police uh, like we're the police of the world we can't afford it and we don't need to be there and and right. trump has actually stamped the republican party as you know let's get out of these uh, uh long wars that do nothing but kill our young people and and mm-hmm. and, and cost us trillions of dollars exactly and another thing that president trump has done he has stood up in china he has exposed liberal agendas he has spoken his mind he's fixed unemployment rates uh, actually, especially those in the black community during his term in office. And I would just say he's spoken the truth about a lot of things, and he's kind of provided unity. Some people will argue he hasn't, but the truth is he has. You know, you're so right, Gab, because he has, and it, it drives the mainstream leftist media crazy when you think about, you know, Trump has really, you know, brought unity in the Republican Party. He got more Republican votes, he, you know, a higher percentage. I think it's like 93% of Republicans voted for him. They talk yeah. about the never-Trumpers, and they have them on TV all the time because they want to show that, you know, they want to hurt Donald Trump. And yet he got the biggest percentage of Republicans than any other candidate in uh, I don't know how long, maybe since Abraham Lincoln. Like, oh, exactly. I mean, I agree. He's really done a lot, and I, it, hey, I hate when I hear people refer to him as a racist because I don't think he's a racist at all. If he was a racist, he wouldn't be doing everything he's done in the minority communities. He's even donated lots of money to historical black colleges and universities, but people don't want to talk about that. And, and you mentioned the black unemployment rate and mm-hmm. the fact and the prison reform. You know, and he yeah. had if if he was a racist, he wouldn't have these people on the stage with him. He wouldn't want to be around them. He wouldn't want to help them. He he just stick his head in the sand. But he's gone out of his way to help the African American community. And I do believe that's why he got the highest percentage of, of any Republican since Dwight D. Eisenhower. And, and, exactly. And so exactly. that leads us to the one of the things is if he's not uh, re inaugurated on uh, January twentieth. 
does he leave the Republican Party? I don't think so. And I've had I've heard a lot of people get upset and go, well, Trump needs to start his own party. Well, I believe he's no matter uh, win, lose or what on this election, he is he's still the head of the Republican Party. And and, he is. and whatever he says, he, he'll have the power in the Republican Party, even if he's not in the White House. And that's how he's been a transformational president. And when you mentioned he does things that, um, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll all agree. He, you know, he stood up to China. And now we look at the Biden family. They've done nothing but make money off China. And, mm-hmm. you know, when they make money, you know, the Chinese don't mind one family making s- several million dollars or a hundred million. How, you know, how much Hunter Biden got. Some people estimate several hundred million dollars from different places. But, uh they don't mind that as long as they got access to to get their agenda in and that's the scary that's the very scary thing we're talking about that china has has hands a hold of the biden family i agree with you 100 percent. well one one of the things that um president trump has done is again again this warp speed everybody talks about the covid it, it has reshaped our thinking in a world where you know what do we do and our economy has shut down and to me it's a miracle that the stock market came roaring back after you know it fell so much at the first of the year when the coronavirus came nobody's given the president credit for that and this, they have it this warp speed uh uh, program to get a vaccine it's unbelievable it is a miracle and donald trump's the one that pushed it pushed it pushed it when nobody thought it'd be done if dr falsey was ahead of it in charge of getting the vaccine we'd still be three or four years out before getting one it looks like exactly and you know trump like i said everything he said he has done so what he said he was going to do before he ever got elected he's done it well that, that's one thing i like about him you know, he cares about the American people. The man doesn't even take a salary, if that tells you anything. Well, Gabby, one of the things that I, I wanted to ask you about is what ways do you see that, um, what is the answer to how do we get more African Americans and Hispanics, more minorities into the Republican Party? What's your vision to, to get more voters in the black community for the conservative and uh, Republican ideas? Well, here's my theory. I would say educate people about the Republican Party. Um, Let them always remind them, hey, this is our original party, and also introduce capitalism into the urban areas. What I tell people all the time, you see all all these other races creating businesses and creating wealth. Black people, we need to do that, too. And if we introduce our children to that capitalism at a young age, I feel like we'll be a more prosperous group. I feel like if the Republicans help us get behind that, I mean, I, I think we can be onto a new movement. So I think that's one way to help us move towards the Republican Party is the court capitalism and workforce development programs and let people know, hey, the Republicans are behind this. We're trying to help. And also educate, educate them. You know, be vivid in their communities. Well, and that, that is one of the things that's hard to do when you try to educate when you got an entire uh, school system, public school system, that just seems to put out socialist propaganda. And they mm-hmm. sure don't have anything good to say about Trump and very little uh, anything good about the Republican Party. I know 
They're talking about in some textbooks that never mentioned Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. No, and, uh, you know, a lot of people, I really did not know Abraham Lincoln was a Republican until I was older. Nobody talks about that kind of stuff. And, and, and again, part of that's the Republicans' fault, and, and they think everybody knows it, and, and they have not. Over, over the last few decades, they have not been in the black community like they should. And even if they don't get votes, they need to be asking for the vote. And people do feel insulted when you don't even ask them for the vote. Now, there are some, I know some African-American leaders don't want Republicans in the communities because they want to keep a, they, they want to keep a. Uh, they want to keep the power. And yeah, they want to keep the monopoly. They don't want the working class man to get a piece of the pie. Let's just say that. Yeah, well, you, you put it better than I could even think about putting it. So, Gabby, that's and right. I have arguments with, with people about this kind of stuff, especially some of my friends. They would disagree with me, but I'm like, no, that's the, that's, that's the whole thing right there. <laughs> well, Gabby, I know with uh, uh, Candace Owens, uh, I got to meet her earlier this year, and, and she is a firebrand for conservative uh, and, and conservatives everywhere, a young sure African-American lady and 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 and, you know there's i I look at tim scott you know senator Mm -hmm. tim scott and i so wished it uh uh, he he was going to be joined with uh, a michigan senator and i really think he probably uh mr Uh, james up there in uh michigan african-american candidate for senator just barely Mm -hmm. missed that and if uh they had all all these illegal votes that we think probably came out of michigan he he may have won that but Mm -hmm. that uh but still I've learned so much from Tim Scott. I got to meet him one time briefly, and and he is really dynamite. And and uh, and I know the leftists, the mainstream media, they just want to smear him. They don't want any re- black Republican to look like they're smart and and savvy and understanding. And that's exactly what Tim Scott is. He's very smart, very savvy, and he's very. Uh, you know, uh, spiritual. I just say spiritual. He stands up on uh, biblical principles. That's so. right. And you know, if you think about it, there has been so many amazing black Republicans throughout history. People don't realize that Booker T. Washington was a Republican. Um, some of Martin Luther King's uh, relatives are Republicans. Condoleezza Rice, uh, Colin Powell, there, uh, Dr. Ben Carson. There are so many black Republicans that go unnoticed and or you know when we talk about them you don't want to even mention they're republican at times and so we need to just educate our youth especially like hey there were black republicans and there are some today and they are contributing a lot to their communities well uh gabby i'm, I'm glad you have come on our show you, you're you're just, you're an exciting young lady that has a, a lot ahead of you in life, and and you got people to listen to what you say because you're very valuable. You're wise, and I do uh, uh, want want to. I look forward to seeing what you do to recruit more African Americans into the uh, Republican Party, and I believe your ideas are very important. So uh, please share them. We'll get you back on this show here, and and just a good luck and all you do. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you having me on the show. You have a great day. Hey, Gabby, uh, do you have a way for people who want to contact you or want to know more about what you do for Republicans? Do you have a, a social media or anything that you want to Yes, I have a, actually a journalism page, but I also promote just about everything on it. 
You can go to Facebook, Gabby Boyd, and you'll see me and my reporter pictures. Um, like I said, I used to be in the news industry, but right now I'm currently pursuing something else, which is, you know, my writing skills and, uh-huh. you know, opening a business. So that that's kind of what I'm looking at right now, but most definitely. And I do a little bit of public speaking as well. You know, I promote re- republicanism and conservatism as well, so... Gabby, thank you for being on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, and we got more coming up next week. We'll dig more into what's going on, and we'll be getting closer, <laughs> closer to the magic day of Christmas coming, and we'll see what God has for this country. Talk to you next week. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.